Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, uh, it's almost the end of the year. I've never been so excited for a New Year's. Not because I'm doing anything, obviously, but just because it's over. <laughs> Is everybody uh, happy about that here? Uh, I mean, yes. But also, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, that nothing goes away at the stroke of midnight. Uh, we'll be done with the curse that is 2020, but... <laughs> That's all I have hope for. I know nothing changes between Thursday, December 31st and Friday, January 1st. The world will be the same, but it, it's, it's the start of a year where hopefully mo- more of it can be better than is bad. And hopefully it starts out the worst it's going to be and Mm -hmm. only gets better instead of this year, 2020, which started perfectly fine. And then just like from a weekend, just continued to get worse until it got to the worst it's been by the end. I would rather go backwards. Let's start out with as bad as it's going to get. Yeah. By this time next year, it's all maybe it's all better. Do you feel like we're all fine? Maybe we're finally moving on from the dot of the eye of Jeremy Baramy. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. 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 I I, I feel positive. I feel optimistic because I am now, this is a fact that you can know about me. I have uh, three Jurassic Park <laughs> themed slash adjacent shirts now. You do. Can you believe that? That's, well, that's, you know, I think it's important to focus on the good here in 2020 and I'm glad yep. you are. Isn't that a weird fact about me? I thought about this and it I like for a long time I had to sit there and like how do I take this and make it part of who I understand myself to be cuz I'm not like I mean I like Jurassic Park just fine like most people mm-hmm. felt about it. Can't say I was like a fanatic. Sure. And haven't watched it. Maybe since I originally saw, I don't know, <laughs> maybe one other, probably one other time. Yeah. You know, but like, not like this giant Jurassic Park fan, but I now have, thanks to you two, I have a Jeff Goldblum shirt. I have a Laura Dern shirt. And then I already had a shirt with a Velociraptor on it that says <laughs> Clever Girl. <laughs> you know, I, I feel, I feel responsible for this because I think I got you both the, I mean, I know I got you the, the Laura Dern shirt, but now I think, uh-huh. I think I got you the Clever Girl shirt. No, you didn't give me the Clever Girl shirt. No? No, that was all me. <laughs> it was all Sid. Well. All right. I did, I did see... But you may have thought about it once, and that says even more about yeah. me, I think. I did see the I Jeff know. Goldblum shirt that was just Jeff Goldblum's face surrounded by clouds. Mm-hmm. And just thought, no, I gotta, I gotta get this. Gotta get this for Sid. <laughs> uh, so, I, that's just a weird thing that you can all know about me now. Well, I will. Yeah. I will say when I when I, I I was looking for the Laura Dern shirt, what I wanted to get you, and I, I I don't, it's all gone now. But there was a brief period of time where Hot Topic had this like, like not quite cosplay, but definitely fashion inspired by the movie Jurassic Park line of clothes, and they had like that kind of salmon pink button up that mm-hmm. Lardern wears, mm-hmm. but it had like a little like park logo on it. And, and, and I, I wanted to find that for you because I felt like that all you needed were some cargo shorts and you're good to go. Which you know I have those. You know, yeah. <laughs> Who are you <laughs> talking to? On that. Who are you talking to? Of course I have cargo shorts. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And I, I think this is a Halloween challenge already set up for 2021. I guess I have my costume. Yeah, it has to be something Jurassic Park. There you go. Uh, actually inspired by another gift, Taylor, from you for Cooper this time. Uh, Charlie and Cooper have already started planning their Halloween costumes. Oh. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, Cooper asked if she could go as the Chupacabra. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and Charlie got really excited about that and said, can I go as a goat with a bite out of me? <laughs> a goat with a bite out of me mm-hmm. because the chupacabra took a bite out that's of a her. couple's costume right there that, that was that charlie got really excited about this idea i don't know why she wants to go as a goat with a bite out of her but she she was really into it because of the the book you got cooper um yeah. 
chupacabra. Don't eat the goats, chupacabra. Like don't eat know. me, chupacabra, actually, is what it's called. Because it's from the perspective of the goat. Don't well, eat that's me, why chupacabra. Charlie wants to be the goat. She's got to be the main character. Yeah. That's true. The, the goat <laughs> is the main character who keeps trying to get the chupacabra to eat other things. We actually have now, we've read it so many times that Cooper knows the chupacabra's lines in it, which are largely, I want goats. But, <laughs> but it's also, it's a dual language, so it teaches you Spanish. So oh, it's that's cool. Yo quiero cabras. That's cool. So you are- she'll yell that now periodically. <laughs> I want goats! <laughs> You're welcome. Wow, that worked out fantastically. She likes the the other monster books, but the Chupacabra has really connected with her. All right. Good, good. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. I hope that I know how like things kids are into go. I I don't know if that costume's going to last all the way to an actual Halloween, but I hope it does. (laughs) Listen, Tay, I got Cooper a present that I thought she would love, which to be fair, I think she does. It's a baby alive. Oh, man. But now it is just caused nothing but but pain for the rest of the family because it it does eat and yes. it does drink, but and then that stuff's got to come out. It's got to come out, and I Cooper loves it. She does. She loves her real life baby, as she calls it, mm-hmm. whose name is very delicious. It changes. It's been very sweet. It's been really delicious. It's been <laughs> very flavorit. <laughs> I don't know why it's all like Flavor. something edible. <laughs> I don't know why that's the thing, but like her name changes every day. Yeah. But Cooper loves it, but it has resulted in gross baby alive uh, diaper blowouts. Diaper blowouts. Yes, that is the best way to put that. Well, I don't understand. Okay, I mean, I, I I FaceTimed with them on uh, on Christmas to, and got to see some of their toys, and this was the year of pooping toys, apparently. Because you had the pooping baby, but there's also a pooping flamingo who, who's like I, comes attached to a toilet. I, oh, man. That flamingo. I don't know what's worse. Watching my children feed this flamingo sand while it sits on a toilet and then the sand is expelled <laughs> from, <laughs> from its bottom. Um, and that like as it does, it grunts. Oh. Yeah. And there's like a, an automated like plopping noise or like yesterday when baby alive was fed too much and so all the food came back out of the diaper like there was full blowout all over the high chair because i got a little high chair for her baby silly me and so i had to take the high chair into like the utility sink to like try to (laughs) cleanse it of its contents I mean, it's horrible. And I already did this with two kids. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, not fair. <laughs> but I mean, you did. Well, I mean, I guess I guess you didn't buy either of the pooping toys, did you? No. Yeah. I, I let my guinea pig, Ruth, run around the house the other day. And I found myself, you know, I was keeping an eye on her. Cause sometimes stuff gets left on the ground that she shouldn't eat. She'll try to eat anything. Uh, and I found myself saying, no, Ruth, that's the flamingo poop. Don't eat it. <laughs> there's just sand all over the floor. It's just this hydrophobic sand that it gets deposited into water you put in the toilet. And then you dump it from the toilet into like a like a sieve. And so like and the water goes through and the sand is instantly dry. Which also, by the way, because it will not absorb water, makes it impossible to wipe <laughs> up. Like, you have to, like, dust bust it, and then it's gone, and then your kids cry. So you have to keep trying to, like, grain by grain, (laughs) pick it up off the floor when they inevitably spill it so that they can shove it back down the flamingo's throat. Which it says in the instructions, by the way, if the flamingo's not pooping, just sort of gently insert your finger into the flamingo's mouth and shove the the Uh, food, uh in quotation marks, food... (laughs) Down its throat until it starts going gulp, gulp, gulp. And then its neck starts twisting. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. Yeah, it's bad. I don't, I mean, I guess, you know, it's good to have kids learn about bodily functions and that's fine. But like, I I don't know. I, some kids just have like, I'm really into poop face. Because I feel like your kids have like a really into poop face. Yeah, we're definitely there. <laughs> we're definitely there. I'm hoping we move past it by next Christmas. Wow. That's my that's my hope for the new year. 
That's Sydney's resolution. That's my resolution. <laughs> get my kids into something other than poop. Good, good, good luck on that. Because both of them are potty trained, and I don't want to have to clean up <laughs> poop anymore. Uh, so anyway. Anyways, we're not talking about various toys poops today. <laughs> no. I mean, we did, but that's not yeah. what we're talking about yeah. for the rest of the the time. What are we talking about? We're talking about Taylor Swift's newest album, Evermore, which uh, I made you all listen to Folklore when it came out in like July or August. So um, like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Right, several, mm-hmm. several decades ago. Um, we were all much different, different time. Can't even remember it, <laughs> honestly. Um, I only I know remember. what happened because it exists on the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can remember all and none of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when this album came out, of course, I, I listened to it the night it came out. This was another surprise release. Taylor Swift, three days before her 31st birthday, said, surprise, I'm releasing an album tonight um, called Evermore. It is a sister album, as she calls it, to Folklore. Um, and everyone was listening to it at midnight the night it came out. I started tweeting about it. And then, of course, there are people saying, well, now you have to make your siblings listen to this and make them talk about it on your podcast. Uh, Because at least for me and a lot of other people I've seen talk about this album, I like it better. So uh, I was very excited to talk about this with you all because it has been all I've been listening to for a while. And Taylor Swift honestly just gave us such good gifts to get through this year. (laughs) You you remember at the beginning of like the pandemic no (laughs) lockdown and the quarantines and everything when there were a lot of people who were like this is good though this is the time you need for Mm -hmm. those projects that you've been putting off like take this time and do something with it like use it to and we were all like that's such a great idea and then i think what happened for most of us is i think tiger king yeah was the beginning of our downfall (laughs) we were all like no i'm gonna get to that but real quick what What's going on with over here? What's going on with Tiger King? And then it was just like that set the tone for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, somehow Taylor Swift, maybe she didn't watch Tiger King. I bet she did. <laughs> she was the only one who was like, "I'm going to take." Did she take all of our creative inspiration? Yeah, maybe. I, maybe yeah, because I feel like there was a joint consensus that we all made after that first thought, where we had the second thought. Oh wait, no, we're in a pandemic. It's totally cool if I just chill and like focus on staying alive. And and she was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to just <laughs> just drop two albums in one year. Like that's good for I mean, that's that's a lot for a regular year for a year where you're not suffering under the giant emotional burden of the world going through Somehow, this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like in a video game, like we all just sort of like tossed our creative inspiration and like work ethic out the window into the street and she just like ran around and collected it all (laughs) (laughs) what uh what old famous author was it that wrote in quarantine (laughs) during the the 1918 flu taylor swift pandemic it was taylor swift Swift, actually (laughs) what king lear right during the in quarantine who did who wrote king lear I don't know. Isn't that when that book was written? When it they the author, the white guy that wrote it, was in quarantine, stuck inside during the the Spanish flu pandemic. That's okay. I was gonna say King Lear is written by Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yeah. the white well, that, guy that wrote. It. Well, that's not right. Okay, no. then it wasn't the Shakespeare flu. was definitely not alive it in nineteen eighteen. <laughs> but what was the other pandemic? The plague. That one. That now that, that could that, that could one. track. That's the, right. The plague kept coming back. <laughs> it just keeps coming. Yeah, it just keeps coming. Because right. there's like the Black Death, which was a certain year of the well time period of the plague. Sure. And the, the plague, yeah, the plague. Like every once in a while, I'd be like, "I'm back to kill a bunch of you," and then it would disappear again. And it's like, "Here I am again." Maybe okay. You I, better make some antibiotics soon. I am in, I am a literature major in school, and I am mostly done with my major. That was very embarrassing for me. I want to pretend that didn't happen. It was King Lear, and it was during the plague, and it was Shakespeare. And everyone was saying, what is going to be, what is, who's going to, that going to be during this pandemic? Uh-huh. It was Taylor Swift, Okay, is the point I was trying to make. There you go. 
instead of writing King Lear, Taylor Swift gave us two albums with, with like 17 songs each. Taylor Swift wrote like 34 songs this year. That's wild. Um, I don't I don't know what good uh, if there were any great works of literature that came out of the 1918 influenza pandemic. Um, I do know, though, that it gifted us with the eternal life of Edward Cullen. So that's true. So there's always that. Yeah. You always get something. <laughs> um, that is, I guess, in, in itself a work of art. Yeah. Uh, but I what's crazy i want to talk about the songs but i just want to say i was reading about this album and how it was written and i was reading from the perspective of an article uh an interview done with her co-writer of a lot of the music aaron desner who from what i understand does a lot of like the creating of the instrumental tracks like the music and taylor swift writes all the lyrics um there were several times he said he would just write a track just music and send it to her and within an hour she would send back a fully written song that ended Mm -hmm. up being the final version of the song that one of my favorite songs on the album that I can't say the name of because this is a family friendly uh, podcast tis the dang season. Uh, Ah. She woke up in the middle of the night after filming a whole documentary for Disney plus and wrote this whole song in the middle of the night, woke up the next morning and was like, here's a whole song. I don't, I don't know how she, she is the music industry. Is what I have decided. So ba- basically, Taylor Swift is sort of like the Sydney McRoy of non-parody songs. <laughs> you would say, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so original songs. Yeah, just songs. We just this is just songs. Uh, yep. Well, I, I don't know. I still don't think like that's. Let's get into like that that um, amazing like Dolly Parton territory. Like, didn't Dolly Parton write Jolene and like I will always love you on the same day? Isn't that true? Yes. <laughs> Like just That's that crazy. Is, that is true. Rolled out. Two of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. Uh, I I can understand. I think um, the critics agreed that this album was better. I believe yeah. that, that it got... I mean, Folklore did well, yeah. but I believe this did even better. Yeah, this one debuted number one in like the UK, the United States, Australia, and one other country um and she is the first woman ever in american history to debut eight consecutive albums at number one um so that's pretty cool uh and also debuted the single at number one on the song chart and the album number one on the albums chart um so yes people really like this album Mm -hmm. but also we all had nothing else to do so I think but we the, all just had to listen to but it. But like the critics too. Not not only did a lot of right, people right, buy right, it, right, which right. is one thing, commercial success, but like um I was surprised. I was looking at the reviews mm-hmm. and the the little the kind of like metacritic thing I was looking at mm-hmm. said uh there were a ton the vast majority were positive reviews. There were like two or three sort of mixed reviews and mm-hmm. no negative reviews. Yeah. Um this is why this is my argument for why Taylor Swift needs a jukebox musical very similar to Escape to Margaritaville <laughs> based on the music of Whoa, Jimmy Buffett. That's a good turn. Uh, <laughs> okay. Listen, Taylor Swift, if you I have been a Taylor Swift fan from the very beginning. Um when Taylor Swift was a country artist and writing songs about like being in love and getting your heart broken when she was still like 18, 19 years old. Now Taylor Swift is writing like full on stories with characters and with like a canon in music and like they're not her experiences. It's not her writing about like her exes anymore. Like people would say she would write about or like drama she's been in or whatever. She's just creating these characters and making worlds for them and writing songs from their perspectives or about them. And I, I mean, there are three songs on folklore that she said all are from the perspective of three characters uh, in a love triangle. And then there are three songs on Evermore that are the same. And also there are characters and songs in Evermore that she believes went to the same high school as characters in folklore. Like she has this whole world she has built. Yeah. Uh, It is amazing. I didn't know that because I was going to say, I I really, I enjoyed Evermore, but I I felt like there were, there was a lot that I assumed was T-Swift singing about old relationships because there's a lot, of, there are a lot of like brokenhearted love songs on this mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. I did too. I did too. I was actually sitting there doing the like looking up who Taylor Swift had dated to try to figure out. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> who, a really fun, who they're about. <laughs> that's a really fun game to play, especially some of her older albums. Like one of her most popular songs, "All Too Well," is like 
to me the best song she has ever made still but it's about jake gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. so then you listen to it and you're like how does he ever go out in public ever again how does he live um it's very good (laughs) it's it's about how does he you know it's about how he broke her heart harry styles likes the songs that she's written about him yes i read that interview yes I tend um, to, if there's something about Harry Styles, I tend to be like, well, I'm just going to... Uh, let me just read that right there. What a, what a... Sydney, how do you feel about Harry Styles? Wow. I like Harry Styles. Okay. 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 All right. I didn't know how into him I was till I saw him in a dress. Sure. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then I was um, like, okay, Harry Styles. All right. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> It was not when he turned into a dog on SNL. That was not my thing. Sure. Okay. But the <laughs> but, dress. But the dress. Yes. I don't know. Um, I want to talk more about the the canonical world of Taylor Swift. Yes. All right. Um, but before we do that. Let's check the group message. <laughs> Thank you. I had to, oh, man. You switched it up on me. I know. I'm sorry. Well, that's because this year has been a lot. It's yes. been tough. It's been hard on a lot of people. Um, we've all felt pretty stressed out, pretty anxious, pretty nervous. Most of us, I would say. Maybe not all. But, I mean, it's maybe fair to say all. Uh, and sleep has probably been a problem. I know it has been for me. Um, it, I know it has been for you all. Yes. And I think it's always important to find ways to take care of ourselves, to take care of our our mental health and our well-being. And one way that has helped, uh, I know, personally in this household and and maybe in yours too is calm this is a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep so whatever helps you kind of calm down and and you know uh settle in after after a busy day or a stressful day um calm has you covered they've got soundscapes they've got guided meditations they have sleep stories that you can have read to you by laura dern oh man While you're wearing your Laura Dern shirt. There you go. Hey, this is a whole Laura Dern experience. Mm-hmm. You can really feel the Dern. <laughs> Did you get the, it was a play on work. That's anyway. what's on the t-shirt. Uh, That's what you got. It is on the, yeah, it is on the t-shirt. Okay. Uh, they have over 85 uh, million people around the world using Calm um, to take care of their minds and to get better sleep. So a lot of people benefit from this. I think you will too. I know it is really, Justin has a ton of, difficulty um falling to sleep and i know calm has has really helped him out so if uh our listeners think they would benefit from calm as well taylor what should they do well for listeners of the show calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40 percent off a calm premium subscription at calm.com slash buffering that's 40 percent off unlimited access to calm's entire library and new content is added every week get started today at calm.com slash buffering that's calm.com slash buffering um, okay, there is a very important song in this album I want to talk about immediately, okay. and that is the first song in Taylor Swift's uh, history in which she explicitly discusses murder. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk men. about that one too. <laughs> That's a good song. That was one of my favorites on the album. Yes. Um, it is also the next single from this album that will be coming out with a music video, from what I understand, on January 11th, 2021, so there's something else to look forward to. And Haim is up in there. Yeah. Yes. Um, they are wonderful. And from what I understand about this song, Taylor Swift wrote it entirely on her own for like the, the music and the lyrics in like a day. Uh, so Taylor Swift already had this whole story in her head about a man mm-hmm. who ends up dead. Um, but then called Haim and was like, hey, I need, because Esty is the name of the character in Nobody No Crime, but also the name of one of the sisters in Haim mm-hmm. um, and said, I need a food chain that you really like tell me one and Esty said Olive Garden <laughs> so then Olive Garden ended up in this song and then Haim ended up singing in this song um, it's it's wonderful I love it I, I, I think it is a good song uh, it's funny because I listened to it and I already knew the premise yeah because you had, I think you had told me yeah uh, but I played it for Justin and as he was discovering <laughs> as he listened and then he was like wait a second did Taylor Swift kill him? Yep. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, I don't know that Taylor Swift personally murdered anyone, but Taylor Swift did. Uh, but um, we both though had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. Is this Earl? <laughs> oh, uh, so I have 
uh, someone else. It I felt very similar to yes. Earl to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Uh, it does. Um, I don't know. It's just something uh, about a less fun Earl. Sure. I would say yeah. a little more serious, yeah. a little yeah, darker than is, Earl. Not as. <laughs> <laughs> not, not as not as happy of a murder as, as Earl. I I, yeah. I did not know what the song was going to be like, and I thought it was a clever like you know play on words like oh nobody no crime like oh you know you can't you could can hurt somebody but you know it's not a crime and then it's like oh no actual crime actual crime yeah. is murder <laughs> this is real crime <laughs> actual murder possibly murders in this song uh huh um. Which, I mean, if you haven't listened, is just about Taylor Swift's friend, Esty, who thinks her husband is having an affair. Then Esty goes missing, and Taylor Swift thinks her husband did it. So then Taylor Swift murders Esty's husband and, and tries to frame his mistress. Mistress. Mm-hmm. Yes, his mistress. Um, I'd watch that movie. I, that's, yeah. But, like, as I, long as I don't know what else to say. Taylor Swift is playing herself, <laughs> and she uh-huh. she has compulsively written this song as a form of confession, but also knowing that no one will think it's her because she put it all in the song. Right. Like, several That's a good there. cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes you start to wander. It does. So much of Taylor Swift's music is about her own life that uh-huh. you have to ask the question. Mm. Well, <laughs> that's the thing about... This last album and this one, and we're talking about this one, there are lots of songs on this album that are about breakups and sadness and, Mm -hmm. like, um, Tolerate It is one of my favorites, which is about, like, a very one-sided relationship. Um, Happiness is about a a breakup of a marriage after a very long time. And Taylor Swift has been in a very long-term, solid relationship for several years now, Um with Joe Alwyn, who is a British actor, I believe. But she's kept this one very private because she's like, no, this one actually is like, I'm keeping this one to myself. I don't want the public saying anything about this. Um, Some people think they even secretly got married. But then everyone's like, well, Taylor, who, what has happened? (laughs) Who, who, who has hurt you? Did something happen we don't know about? How do you just have these feelings to write about? You know, she's in in a great relationship, but she's writing about... And it sounds very genuine, is the thing. You can write about things that you aren't experiencing, but it sounds very Well, and real. I also would say that, like, it. she's talking about them. So this was my feeling, and it, I had Justin listen to it to see if he had the same feelings about it. From the album in general, I got this sense of, like, uh, and I always think of Taylor Swift in terms of, like, younger than me. Yeah. Like, the experiences she's talking about are from my past a little bit because I'm older. Sure. Um, that this is someone who has been through all of these things and is talking about them, though, in the way you talk about remote things, things that yeah. happened a long time ago. Okay. And in a way to that demonstrates I am okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, like, subtitle of this album could be I'm okay now. Yeah. <laughs> like... Don't worry. Yeah. I, yes, these things happen, and I can write songs about them, but I'm fine. Yeah. I'm doing great. That's so don't worry about me. <laughs> someone said it feels very much like folklore is about, like, what your favorite song is, is, like, your pain. Who hurt you? What has mm-hmm. happened to you? But evermore, it's, like, how you heal and how <laughs> you fix things and how you get closure um, or how you feel better, which I think is true. All the songs are... I, which maybe is why I like it more. It's all... Maybe not as upbeat as some of the songs on folklore, but very um, positive and uplifting mm-hmm. overall. And she does make that reference to her man. That's my man. Yes. Isn't that in that first one? Yes. In Willow, mm-hmm. um, which I really like. I wondered if that was about current man. Yes. Current man. Current Joe. man. <laughs> um, but also. <laughs> that uh, sounds like a cool superhero, though. Current man. Current it's man. like an electricity thing. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought about it. That TM, way. TM. <laughs> <laughs> um, or is it just that whoever is currently dating Taylor Swift has superpowers? They, they get oh. them by being Taylor Swift's current man. <laughs> current band i mean that's probably true he (laughs) he co-wrote songs on this album and was never a songwriter before and she put him the last album and this one under a pseudonym co-writing songs uh on her album Mm -hmm. um so maybe you just kind of inherit those things the longer you spend time with her that'd be 
be kind of a bummer mutant know. power, though, right? For Taylor Swift to have. Like, no, I, d- I don't actually get any powers, but whoever I'm currently enamored with gets superpowers. Yeah, it, ca- it sucks for me, I guess. But <laughs> Well, um, I think... I think this was a case of because she went around and collected all of our creative energy, mm-hmm. collect like all of it during yep. this pandemic, like it was too much. So she had to share some. Sure. And he was the obvious choice. Yeah. You know, so um. this is she it's a rogue thing. It's definitely a rogue thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I feel. <laughs> it's just there's only so much she could handle. Yeah. So she handed some over. She's like, take some of this. Here, have it. Have this. Write a song with me. Sit down. Uh, we shall make more albums. <laughs> which what do you do with your what do you do with your boyfriend in the evenings? Yeah, watch some TV, maybe <laughs> you know, do a puzzle or something, have a drink, whatever. We write albums. Yeah. That's what someone said. Their relationship is so weird. They sit down at, p- at a piano and say, but wait, an alternate universe where we break up and I cheat on you? Let's write about it. <laughs> Uh, um, will you, will you help me write the song about murdering my friend's uh, fake husband yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's role playing but in the most like chaste way possible yeah. like we're gonna role play it's very like, Victorian role play <laughs> I know. there's just a lot of, of, of longing looks exchanged over the piano bench <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I know this is a they're, they're in a, a straight relationship but it sounds just so gay it's, I love it <laughs> <laughs> we sit at the piano in the evening and write role-playing songs about each other then we go to bed uh, beautiful <laughs> that's it with 30 cats yes it is very gay <laughs> yeah with all the cats you're you're playing into all of the uh online lore there that's all right there are lots of online uh theorists that believe taylor is not straight that's a whole thing that i wasn't aware of I was not a part of this internet community. Mm-hmm. And now it shows up on my TikTok a lot. Now it's on my Twitter a lot. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever whatever Taylor is, Taylor is Taylor. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, it's it's fine to, to, to joke around about it. But it's whatever yeah. she wants to share with us. She gave us two albums in yeah. a year. She could keep whatever she wants to to herself to herself. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, I think that's all fine. Um, I was interested. I was reading about some of the songs on the album that um, Marjorie is about her grandmother. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, uh, that is the, oh gosh, I can't remember, the 13th or 15th song, maybe 13th, on the album. 13 is Taylor's like lucky number, has always been her favorite number. Oh. Um, her birthday is December 13th, and that is why her 31st birthday, because it's 13 backwards like has been this very important thing um (laughs) there's so much stuff there's a lot of why is there so much stuff around taylor swift why is it just like she's a talented performer singer songwriter musician whatever and she makes albums but then there's all this like stuff no there's a lot of stuff there must be stuff (laughs) she's she's too much you have to break it all down (laughs) it's like (laughs) to understand she has her own like secret organization Taylor Swift is, is her own Illuminati. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's a one, yeah. one, it's one like, person. <laughs> it's true because it's like I'm always anytime there are there's like a new album or a new song or a video, people are always talking about all the Easter eggs. Yeah. And I'm like, why do there have to be all why can't it just be like, well, that was cool. Good job. But she she does it on purpose, <laughs> is the thing. Does she really? Or yes. are we getting a little like no. Okay, listen. Like listen. red yarn and push pin here. <laughs> Are on the wall. <laughs> she put a picture on Instagram like a week before she announced folklore. That was just a selfie that said not much going on at the moment. And everyone was like, okay, not much going on at the moment. And then a week later, she's like, JK, here's a whole album. Then again, this time, she posts on her Instagram story, tis the dang season because it's almost Christmas, which we don't know yet is one of the songs on this album and uh-huh. says not much going on at the moment. And then everyone's like, oh, you're doing it. She does it on purpose. <laughs> mm. I, Taylor Swift <laughs> loves making music, but more than that, she loves creating puzzles, puzzles and riddles. <laughs> and uh, she has accrued this army of young people that have all been watching her life from the time we were all teenagers and younger than her and grown up with her. And now she's like, I just got to, I got to mess with them. I know they're going to watch whatever I do. 
Are you worried, though, that this sounds like the beginnings of a Batman villain? Oh. Does that concern you? And now she has put a song about murder on the album. We're getting closer every day. <laughs> I, but I mean, at least she, she's yes. But maybe as long as she channels her energy into these albums, that's why she has to write them. And she's having to write them more mm. often because it's getting out Ooh. of control. <laughs> Oh, oh, I didn't think about this. Her dark passenger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. There is a. Oh, go ahead. I was just say. I mean, I do think I. You know, it's fun to joke about, but I think that we all have, we all develop our own personal symbol or symbols and like important things that are kind of only important to us. And I think it's it makes sense that to be such a prolific musician, it would work its way out to the public consciousness. You know, like don't you have things that like mean things to you, like you know mm-hmm. lucky pennies or whatever i think that it's just it's cool to like see somebody else's sort of inner symbolic language played out like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah um although it does sometimes go too far for the for the fandom not the not the taylor um <laughs> she put out when she puts out an album she puts out a lot of extra artwork or like she for uh, Evermore, it was or folklore, one of the two, maybe both. I don't know. Eight different vinyls that are all the album, but they all have a different cover and like are a different color of vinyl, and the same for CDs. Uh, and there was a hide and seek cover, is what she called it for folklore, I believe. And there is a word hidden that you can see. It is intentionally there. It's not like someone was like, "But can you kind of see it?" Like, no, it's it's intentionally there. Called Woodvale. So everyone saw this after Evermore and was like, oh, it's a third one. She's written a third one. She's going to wait another five months like she did after this one. She's going to release a third one. And that's what it is. And then uh, she was on some nightly show and they asked her about it. And she said, no, we were just playing with things and it accidentally ended up in the cover and it wasn't supposed to be there when it came out. It was just in like... um, a, a, a temporary something. It was a placeholder name until we knew the name of the next album, and then we forgot to take it out. That's gotta be that's gotta be intimidating to know that your fans are watching you that closely mm-hmm. and trying to dissect everything that you like. Have to be very aware. Like, I am not sending hidden messages yes. to you right now because that. Well, I mean, that gets into like a really dangerous yeah. dichotomy that you're setting up, where yeah. like everybody's constantly trying to decrypt you, and mm-hmm. it's like, no, I just. The, this is it. This is just the. That yes. being said, has anybody tried playing these new albums backwards just to see? Oh. Kicks anything up, you know? Oh. <laughs> so, Someone's a small cat. <laughs> <laughs> Will I get my creative energy back there if I play go. it backwards? There are bonus songs, so, you know. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. After those. You got to go yes. buy the album, right? That is, I guess, what artists do now to get people to actually buy their physical cds and albums is they put bonus songs on those that you can't listen to streaming it Mm -hmm. so of course i did have to get the physical cd right and listen to the two bonus songs they are both great um but wouldn't you rather get it on vinyl for that you know that sound you really can't replicate that sound mm -hmm. you know the feel like that vinyl right do you want a taylor swift vinyl (laughs) yeah maybe maybe (laughs) um i do i've i feel like there was a little bit not vinyl but like i did feel there was a little bit of um uh warmth Mm -hmm. to the music on this album that was it was like less produced Mm -hmm. less studio that i like in music yeah like it's a i I never know how to describe it other than you can hear all the guitar sounds that aren't the ones you're supposed to hear yeah you know what i mean yeah (laughs) all the extra little guitar sounds in there uh she said that it's like folklore was spring and summer and evermore is fall and winter which i get because it has that very like cozy vibe like you said Mm -hmm. like very like acoustic and low-key and not produced i mean it is produced but not like well uh, yeah yeah um you know i i have to (laughs) it, it reminded me a bit and said i know you know this reference point uh but i didn't think about this until uh chris murphy uh a member of the like the congress oh congress yeah tweeted out i follow him because he like filibustered a long time ago and i thought it was cool so i followed him he tweeted out uh, specifically about this album that he thought it reminded him a lot of uh of tori amos a lot of 1990s tori amos and i i saw that and i was thinking it was like sydney or like somebody like a friend and i'm like oh no no that is that is chris murphy tweeting about Taylor Swift and Tori Amos. I could, that's funny. That is really great. But I could, I could see some Tori Amos, a little bit comparisons. Um, Although this is a lot more just like 
it, it's very nice to have on. It's not yeah. challenging. It's very pleasant. Whereas sometimes, like, you would just put on Tori, and the next thing you're like, what is happening over there on the, <laughs> on the CD player? Like, <laughs> Tori is taking me somewhere that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> um, and this album doesn't do that. Yeah. Uh, I did think, actually, the song that I would say was my favorite from it reminded me what I realized I was thinking of was Regina Spector. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I, what song? Uh, the second one, Champagne Champagne Problems. Problems. I'm so glad you brought it up because that is also my favorite. Oh. Um, it is very, I mean, it's also a sad song though. It's about two people who started dating in college and had like a shared group of friends and he goes to propose and she goes to break up with him mm-hmm. uh, in the same night. Whoops. Um, yeah, whoops. But it is also my favorite because it's one of those that there is no repeating chorus really Mm -hmm. there's no repeating verse it's all different as you move through it's just telling a whole story a night train is also very evocative energy or Mm -hmm. energy imagery imagery (laughs) or energy or energy whatever yeah either way uh but marjorie you had mentioned before we got on a whole like taylor swift conspiracy tangent Uh is about her grandmother is the 13th track the 13th track on folklore called peace i believe or I don't remember actually the name. Someone's going to tell me that's wrong. I know that might not be right. Keep talking. Is and I'll about tell you what it is. Her grandfather. Oh. So she has written these two like sister tracks because everyone like puts the you know first track against first track and stuff like that. Those two sister tracks about her grandfather and her grandmother, um, which I think is really cool. Epiphany. Epiphany. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, epiphany. But there yeah, it's about her grandpa and her grandma. Um, which is very cool. I thought that was nice. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was one of my favorite songs on the album, which surprised mm-hmm. me. Usually, I, I go for like the kind of sad love songs, and there were pro- there were many to choose from. But I actually mm-hmm. really thought this song was, was very sweet. It kind of reminded me of of our grandparents. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that one too. I also liked Gold Rush. That one, some people think, is about Harry Styles. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> this was my guess. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I told Justin, I played it for him, and I said, I think this one might be about Harry Styles. Wow, Sydney. The hair. Okay. Yeah. The line about the hair. Because, uh-huh. like, that was his thing, right? And when he, he was with One Direction, uh-huh. everybody talked about the hair. I don't know. Well, and he has a song in his most recent <laughs> album, Fine Line, that came out last year called Golden. Oh. Um, and also a lot of the imagery in the music video for Willow. Mm-hmm. The single from this album is very similar to imagery from his music video for one of his songs, like mm-hmm. almost identical. But yeah, you're right. A lot of people think that's about Harry Styles. It gave me that vibe. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> this this is not a credit to how much I think about Taylor Swift, by the way. <laughs> I think you think about Taylor Swift more than you know you think about Taylor Swift. And I think that's true for everybody. They're, you think about Taylor Swift more than you know. Listen. <laughs> That this these YouTubers did a version of Shake It Off with all the Disney princesses in it, mm-hmm. and I may have had to watch that YouTube video a hundred times more <laughs> <laughs> to the extent that, like, anytime I hear Shake It Off, all I can think of are is at the end they do a medley of all the different princesses' songs uh-huh. in the YouTube video, and that's all I can think. <laughs> yeah. Shake it off, shake it off. Ah. <laughs> like, they do this whole thing. <laughs> Who is that girl I see? Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> anyway. Man, Taylor's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very, very good album. Um, in similar vein, the last thing I'll, I'll mention to Folklore, you've connected songs all with the same characters. Dorothea on this album um, is from the opposite perspective of the narrator in Tis the Dang Season. Mm. Like, the singer in Tis the Dang Season is Dorothea, and then Dorothea is, like, the guy she's seeing when she goes to her hometown. Like, they were together in high school, and then she went off and became famous. Um, Some people also think that one's about Selena Gomez, because they were best friends, and Hmm. and then, you know, something about her favorite movie being Wizard of Oz and Dorothy and Dorothea. Oh. But, yes, those are also connected, just like Betty and Cardigan and August and I the like, other one. I like Tis the Dang Season. I also did. That is not the name of the song. We just no. can't say yeah. the, na- the name. The D word. Song. I know. I, li- I like that it sort of operated as the most mellow Christmas album that you could put on. Because <laughs> there was yeah. a couple references there to holidays, like two, <laughs> two songs in a row. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. soft Christmas album. Yep. You know you know who else it gave me vibes of? Uh, and it's funny, I didn't really think about it, but after I listened to it, I, I was in the shower 
and I started singing and I was singing a Damien Rice song. And I think it was because this album mm. gave me some Damien Rice feels. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it reminded me a lot of the artists that I feel like were like my sad college artists. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Dam- Damien Rice and like Rachel Yamagata and Bod Iver, who's on this album. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, this, I think, to date is my favorite overall Taylor Swift album, which is saying a lot. There are nine of them now. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I recommend, even if you're not a Taylor Swift person, I think it's like people think Taylor Swift music is all like poppy kind of country, but also very like produced pop music. But that's not what this is. That's not Taylor yeah. anymore. I, I would say that, that it's impressive that you've been a fan for so long because the music has changed so mm-hmm. dramatically. Like, I have nothing against her pop albums. I think she's a brilliant pop artist. And I think those are radio hits that I'm, I have no problem hearing in the background. Mm-hmm. But these albums I actually would seek out and listen to. Mm-hmm. They are so different. But mm-hmm. it's cool that your style has evolved alongside of Taylor Swift's own evolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that like I have never been a fan of country music and the genre as a whole. But I would always listen to Taylor Swift and just refuse to acknowledge. Like people would say, well, she's a country artist. No, no, no. She's <laughs> Taylor Swift. Um, but it's also one of those that like was the first one of the first artists I actually just liked like on my own, like developing my own sense of what I liked. Um, so I felt obligated as I got older and she was putting out more music and she was changing and her style was changing to keep listening. So even if there are albums that like I didn't love or like songs I don't really like, I just have always felt obligated to listen to every single one. But of course, these I actually just do genuinely sure love. Um, so thank you all for listening with me. I, I hope you all enjoyed. I did. I did. Yeah. I'm glad. I enjoyed it a lot. I, and I think it is a very nice album to just have on mm-hmm. like... Justin and I just had it on while we were cooking so that he could hear some of it, too. That, I don't know nice. why it's very funny to me to think about Justin listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> he liked it. He That's liked good. it. He That's said, good. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get um, it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Sydney, what's next? Uh, okay. A lot of people were trying to figure out how, how do we end this we're stuck like groundhog day in this time of our life and what is our way out of it and my theory and this plays into our topic for next week my theory has been that once we all finally watch schitt's creek (laughs) we will be allowed to move on (laughs) from this (laughs) pandemic lockdown quarantine Uh time um from 2020 i guess that is my theory Mm -hmm. uh so taylor and i have both completed this task but I have not even started it. But you and say you can do I it. You have listen. said, yes. This is my commitment to all of you and to my siblings, mostly. I will watch all of Shit's Creek in a week. <laughs> I will. All right. <laughs> so, so listen, this is your last chance to save us from 2020. If you haven't watched all of Shit's Creek yet, this is the moment. This will be our first episode of 2021. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, it... It really is very good. Yeah, I have been. I have been planning on watching it. So, and 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 it is not a bad word. It's somebody's name. It sounds like a bad word. So it sounds like we're breaking a rule, but we're not. No, no. Somebody's name. It's spelled different. (laughs) It is. Um, You know that. Yeah, I've seen it. Like I've seen the the Mm -hmm. title. I have not watched a single episode, so this will be. A journey you'll like it and if anybody's gonna also try to watch it all um well one hydrate and two <laughs> uh it gets better i have heard it's, this it from you all start so slow i yes. believe and okay. then it but i think it builds so well, all right sounds like a plan for the beginning of 2021 all right thank you all for i would just like to say very quickly this is the end of 2020 yeah uh, this was also the first year where we changed up our show because I became no longer a teen. Um, so thanks for sticking with us yeah. for a whole year. Thank you, yeah. listeners. Um, oh, so we made it. That's right. Uh, oh, well, well <laughs> so, you know what? No, 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 no. 2020 is still in, in, in existence. Let's not claim anything. Okay. Anything. Right. We got to get past midnight. Neither mm-hmm. even that. I want to get a good, like, like, a couple hundred feet away before we say anything. <laughs> exactly. You don't, <laughs> you don't know what the Galactic Alliance has in sure. store. <laughs> That's fair. 
Don't make eye contact. Don't show your teeth. Just yeah. walk straight. <laughs> it's okay. Taylor Swift will be our defender. Yeah, that's true. The planet. <laughs> With all her songwriting With energy. All her song energy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you, listeners. Um, happy New Year. Happy beginning of of hopefully new starts and better times and mm-hmm. vaccine times. We're in the hopefully we're moving into the vaccine times. Maybe beginnings times. of ends. Yes. Um, thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to maximumfun.org and listen to all the podcasts because they're all great and you will love them. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org if you have thoughts or suggestions or questions or comments or anything. Uh, <laughs> stray song lyrics, Taylor, that you want to share? <laughs> Swift, the other Taylor, not this Taylor. Yes. I, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> they're uh, spelled different. <laughs> Taylor to Taylor. I'm the uh, other Taylor. Uh, or you can tweet at us at stillbuff and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change your mind this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i am still buffering and And i am too Will there be any like cardigans based on this album sydney there's a whole there's a whole cardigan there's two cardigans there. There's two? A full flare and an evermore cardigan. Yes. They all come with cardigans. Cardigans. They're also scrunchies. Okay. <laughs> There's well, a cardigan. I'll take the cardigans. Is there like a like a box set, but instead of like a second <laughs> album, it's just here's your album and here's your cardigan. Ooh. Yeah. That's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love cardigans. Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we host After Game Show, a podcast where listeners submit games and we play them regardless of quality with a dozen listeners from around the world. We've had folks call in from as far as Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Here's an example. This is the game we called Zooey Deschanel, where you turn a celebrity's name into an animal pun. You have an example, Manolo? Brad Gorilla Pit. Oh, that's a pun on Gorilla Pit? Yep. I don't know. If that's, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. That's a high quality game that you yeah. could expect. Doctor Game Show has new episodes every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun. Check us out, please. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.